from the epistle of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Brethren, we give thanks to God always for you all, continually making remembrance of you in our prayers, being mindful before God and our Father of your work of faith and labor and charity and your enduring hope in our Lord and Jesus Christ. We know, brethren, beloved of God, how you were chosen. For our gospel was not delivered to you in word only, but in power also, and in the Holy Spirit, and in much fullness, as indeed you know what manner of men we have been, have been among you for your sakes. And you have become imitators of us and the Lord, receiving the word in great tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you become a pattern to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you the word of the Lord has been spread abroad, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith in God has gone forth, so that we need say nothing further. For they themselves report concerning us how we entered among you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to await from heaven Jesus, his Son, whom he raised from the dead, who has delivered us from the wrath to come. From the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. At that time, Jesus spoke this parable to the crowds. The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. This indeed is the smallest of all the seeds. But when it grows up, it is larger than any herb and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and dwell in its branches. He told him another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and buried in three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables, and without parables he did not speak to them, that what was spoken through the, par- through the prophet might be fulfilled. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the foundation of the world. Praise to you, O Christ. You be seated. We celebrate the resumed sixth Sunday after Epiphany. The tabernacle candle in the church burns this week in loving memory of Marjorie Ann Laville. The beautiful flowers in the sanctuary are in loving memory of Tyrone Honoré Sr. on the first anniversary of his death, donated by his eight children. The second collection today is for the building fund. And today is your last chance to sign the photo of St. Agnes Church that we're giving to Father Hill directly in the back of the church there in the vestibule. I would invite you to, to sign your name around the frame, and there's a guest book on the table next to it. If you'd like to write a longer message, you're certainly welcome to do so in there. Next weekend, on Saturday, November 20th, we'll be having our, our fall parish workday from 9 a.m. until 12 noon. Uh, the focus will be on uh, landscape, door, landscape tasks outdoors. Uh, we'll, help, we'll have some work indoors, uh, but would certainly encourage you to be able to bring uh, 
shovels, uh, some power tools, uh, hammers, these kinds of things, because the primary project we'll be working on will be disassembling the rosary walk uh, that has sadly decayed uh, over the years and is uh, unusable. So we'll be uh, pulling that down in preparation uh, to be able to, to renovate that and make that a, a usable, uh, prayable space once again for our parish. We'll also be doing some, some pruning and moving of, of, uh, of bushes and trees around the parish also. So I certainly encourage everyone able to attend and to assist. There was a retreat for young ladies, grades six through eight, uh, for discerning religious vocation and religious life. Uh, this will be taking place in Covington. There's information on the, on the flyer and the bulletin board in the back of the church. I was delighted to meet with Bishop Duca this week to continue our conversation about uh, the traditional mass here in, in our parish and in the diocese. Uh, and all is going well, uh, so we continue to uh, continue to, to receive God's blessings to the Bishop Dukem. Uh, we're finally able to secure a date for him to come assist at the liturgy uh, here at the Latin Mass. We've been work working for a while, and calendars between us have not been able to match up thus far. Uh, but we will be having him uh, to celebrate with us, not to celebrate the Mass. Unfortunately, maybe maybe one day. Pray for that, huh? But December 12th, uh, the third Sunday of Advent, we will don the, the rose-colored vestments and, and a celebratory tone in the midst of the Advent season. And we'll also be able to, to celebrate a little extra uh, having our bishop here with us to assist at Holy Mass. This Holy Mass is being offered for Caroline, uh, Caroline Nezant. In the gospel which was heard, our Lord speaks of that wonderful parable of the mustard seed and the other one that accompanies it, the leaven being mixed in the three measures of flour, all coming to make it all rise. We can understand in these parables that our blessed Lord speaks that he is certainly speaking to us about the church, that singular mustard seed, rather than, rather than going and planting an abundance of seeds, you know, because we know that sometimes one works, sometimes it doesn't, our Lord comes and he gives us the parable of a singular seed because he knows it will bear fruit. In planting this one seed, he allows it to grow and increase and becomes something that becomes, a, as he describes, a large tree even, so that the, the birds of the sky might come there and find rest. And this is the gift of the church. The church that began with the 12 apostles and those who were gathered around them, and that began to grow steadily and continuously, such that, indeed, today the Mother Church numbers well over a billion people, quite a large tree, covering many places, almost every place across the earth. This is a wonderful blessing for us to recognize the universality of the church, the immensity of the church, that all of these things have taken place just as he said. And as much as we can come and rejoice in these things, it is for us also to know that there is another piece that is more personal for us. Not simply that we can come and find rest in the church, which is certainly a blessing for each of us, but to recognize in this parable that alternate uh, preaching and teaching that our blessed Lord gives to us Namely, that doing a small thing sometimes can have a profound effect upon us. A small thing can become something much, much larger. It's been said that, and one can simply do the math, 
that if one were to chart out a direct course that one intends to take, but you start just one degree off, by the time you get to your location, you'll be well, well off course. And this is also a blessing, and that sometimes when we are well off course in our own lives and we recognize our sinfulness, that sometimes the smallest of things can become that thing by which we are drawn directly into the heart of God. Little things. Little things sometimes can be presumed as, as almost nothing. But as the saints of the church, all, the, all of the Teresas, uh, Teresa of Calcutta, uh, Therese of Lisieux, Teresa of Avila. These Teresas continually speak of the power of a singular thing that is able to produce these great fruits, just in line with the parable of our Lord. And this is what I would invite you to reflect upon, is the little things. In the collect for today's Mass, we besought the Lord, quote, that thinking everything over in our minds, we may accomplish both in word and works that which is pleasing in thy sight. This we asked, that continually having these things in our mind, we may accomplish both in word and in works that which is pleasing in the sight of our Lord. And so my invitation to you is a rather simple one, to think about the thing, the little mustard seed, that you can plant within the field of your soul that will change things. You may know it already. It may be something you need to give more time to. It may be something you've done in the past and simply been negligent of it in recent time. But to be able to take up a little thing that will produce great fruits. For the season of Lent, we have the pre-Lent of Septuagesima, the three weekends beforehand, where we sort of get, uh, get primed for the Lenten season. Advent does not have the, uh, a pre-Advent, so to speak, but we are only two weeks away from it. And so it is a fitting time for us to contemplate what it is that we will allow the fruits of the Advent season, which is still a time of penance, hence the purple vestments, what it is that during the Advent season we can do to continue to prepare our hearts and to prepare the soil of our soul for the coming of our blessed Lord at Christmas and at the end of time in his glory. A few things that one might consider. One could take up the practice of the heroic minute, that time whenever one experiences the first awareness of an alarm clock in the morning to be able to take advantage of it and to seize those 60 seconds for God's glory and to get out of bed rather than to press snooze and wait five minutes or so. To be able to rise quickly, even simply to, to roll out of bed and to fall to one's knees and offer a prayer. A small thing, but it changes dramatically the course of the day when it is done. To be able to make, perhaps in conjunction with that, the morning offering devoting oneself, one's joys, one's sorrows, one's sufferings, and one's good works, all to the most sacred heart of Jesus. A small thing, but a powerful one. One could take up the nightly examine to reflect back upon the day and to see where one has cooperated with one with God's good graces that have come to them and also where one might have fallen short. It need not be terribly lengthy, just a few minutes. It could be the encounter with sacred scriptures 
taken regularly through the day or through the week, even simply to pray a psalm one a day, will be a profound grace, allowing God's goodness and God's word to penetrate into the mind and the heart. One could seek out to do a singular act of service, and if the Lord gives you more opportunities, God be praised, but to ensure that each day you do at least one thing to be able to place yourself second and allow another to be first. I'm reminded also of another priest uh, of our diocese who at one point encouraged his parishioners to give one more dollar each week. And with that, they were able to complete a capital campaign without doing a capital campaign. A single dollar was a small thing, but it had profound effect in the larger community. Maybe it's not adding the mustard seed so much as pulling up something that might be a weed in the field of our soul. One could also have a, a regular practice in the coming days of trying to uproot a bad, a bad habit, uh, to uproot a particular vice that one may have fallen into in recent days. Again, they need not be terribly burdensome things. They can be very small things. But small things given to our Lord have tremendous power. Case in point, week after week after week, we come here to Holy Mass, and there are, there's the ciborium full of these small wafers, an inch or so in size, tiny things, easily passed over if you wouldn't be aware of it, and yet they become the body and blood of God. Tiny things that God is able to use to do something absolutely incredible, miraculous. And if we're willing to do the small things too, he will bless our labors and our fruits. As we offer this Holy Mass, I invite you to implore the Holy Spirit to enlighten your minds that in the days ahead or in this day, you might truly be able to think continually within your mind of those things which God is calling you to, to be able to accomplish his will and word and in works.